Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, my name is Arnaud Jossien. I'm a managing director at BNP Paribas uh, Corporate Finance, covering uh, the Greek M&A and equity capital markets for the last uh, 10 years now. Um, thanks a lot to Capital Link team for providing an opportunity to have this discussion today. And thanks for uh, Ambassador Payat for this presentation, uh, which is a very good uh, introduction and overview of the energy sector. I hope we'll have a chance now to expand a bit more on, on some topics. Um, we have 35 minutes or 30 minutes or so for this presentation, where we have a lot we could potentially discuss. Uh, we'll make sure to keep some time for Q&A, uh, as I'm sure the audience will have some questions to address to our panelists. Um, we have three high-level panelists today, and I will propose that uh, each of you introduce um, yourselves in a few words before we, we start with questions. Um, Okay, my name is Gregory Sergiulis. I'm the CEO of Hellenic Petroleum Group of Companies, actually 52 companies altogether. I'm a chemical engineer originally, and I'm really glad the second time to be here and uh, try to get with you on our roadmap, our dream to this energy transformation beautiful trip. Uh, I'm Edward Cox. I'm a uh, director of uh, Noble Energy that's developed the uh, gas off uh, in the eastern Mediterranean. We have a very large project. Uh, we've been, uh, actually, we, our first project was developed in, uh, in shipping gas to Israel in 2001. Ten years later, we had another project, the Tamar Project which is uh, 10 TCF and uh, is now producing and supplying all the gas to Israel and some to Jordan also. And in two years, we will be producing a beach CF of gas a, uh, a, a day coming from the Leviathan Project, which is a $3 billion project. Now, this is all about the Eastern Mediterranean. Um, and I am also the, uh, the, uh, uh, the chairman of the New York State Republican Party and is very much involved in the election of, uh, of Donald Trump as President of the United States. My name is Manolis Panagiotakis. <clears throat> I'm the chairman and CEO of Public Power Corporation of Greece, which is the dominant uh, company in electricity sector of uh, our country. We are in front of uh, a lot of, of very uh, big uh, transformations uh, as a company and as a sector uh, at all. Uh, the importance of electricity sector and energy sector is obvious and I fully agree with uh, the ambassador uh, who spoke uh, about that, uh, telling the opportunities, describing the opportunities of investment uh, from uh, uh, outside, uh, from some companies of uh, the United States in Greece. Thank you. Um, maybe let's, let's start this overview of um, okay. the fundamental changes the sector is, is facing these days with the um, uh, power sector. And I will have a question to Mr. Panoyotakis sorry, um, regarding uh, the future of PPC. Uh, it is clear, looking at what's happening in the sector, that PPC in the future is not the same as it looks today. 
And I'd like to start asking you how you see your strategy regarding renewables. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you, uh, Capital Link and Mr. Bornozis, for the opportunity which uh, gave to us to express our ideas and uh, uh, about our future, about our company. Uh, it is uh, very known that global developments in the energy sector are fast-paced. Environmental requirements associated with climate change, technology and legislative reforms have created a new landscape which is completely different from the existing one. In that context, PPC Greece's largest enterprise aims at transforming its business towards increased competitiveness and efficiency and position itself as a leading player in the regional market through various actions and investments. It is our true belief that in the near future, PPC will be a strong power company in not only the Balkans, but in the wider region as well. With that in mind, it is vital for PPC to be customer-focused, flexible in its approach, and capable in engaging in new business activities. Within this, this framework, we are currently developing our strategic and business plan, extending our visions, vision to 2030, taking into account the new landscape and our strategic priorities. There is a need to draw a distinction between our activities in Greece and those abroad. In the first case, we are obliged to lose a share of the electricity mar retail market. However, there are opportunities for us to grow in other segments of the power market and expand our activities in energy services. In the European Union, and clearly in Greece too, as part of the decarbonization initiatives, the rise in electricity generation and consumption, coupled with optimal use of power and energy savings, will create new business opportunities for companies like PPC. We intend to work hard building suitable business partnerships, partnerships to become a leader in that market too, transforming our company into an energy services provider. To this end, we invite in investors to elaborate with us to all in our activities. Towards this direction, I would like to stress PPC's involvement with natural gas for a direct use. We are working in partnership with DEPA, the public gas company, and others in areas of mainland Greece and the islands. This should lead to a drop in our cost and improvement in our environmental footprint as we move away from diesel. Furthermore, we are also seeking opportunities to become involved in other segments of the power sector, such as grids and electromobility. Another opportunity for Greece, can, for PPC, can emerge from its obligation to divest part of its lignite capacity. The relevant market test is going to take place in the coming weeks, for which we pursue the participation of as many investors as possible, welcoming potential interest from the United States investors as well. To this point, I feel that I must refer to the attractiveness of the lignite units to be sold. 
This is stemmed first by the needs of the Greek electrical system for which lignite production up to 25 to 28% is vital to ensure security of supply. Second, after decommissioning of uh, more than 2,100 uh, megawatts, the lignite production will reduce to less than 18%, uh, thus the units in operation will have and a very high load factor. And third, there is a lot of room for cost reduction as well as more electricity operation, effective, effective efficient operation of both units and lignite fields. It is highly important for us that we receive a fair price from this sale in order to utilize part of the proceeds to fund investments which are in line with our strategic priorities, such as clean energy projects. I want to emphasize in particular the, the turn towards developing renewables as we put aside the delays of the past. This is being done based on a specific business plan developed by our subsidiary PPC Renewables concerning the main, in, the main uh, technology, including uh, geothermal energy as well. Uh, geothermal energy will play an important role in the, in the near future. As one of the first companies to have become involved in renewables, it is inconvenable that PPC should not be a leader in developing and exploiting renewables in Greece and, the, and the, in the wider region. That relates not just to mainland Greece, where, among other things, we plan to develop a large 200,000 megawatt photovoltaic farm, farm in Ptolemais, but also to the Greek islands, where interconnections and storage facilities will play a significant role. We believe that all islands interconnected or not, especially where storage facilities are developed with the ideal sites for electrification by renewable sources with strong prospects for them in being transformed into green islands. Regarding distribution network, probably the most valuable asset of our company, our strategic goal is its technological upgrade to be transformed to smart grid a first step being the installation of smart meters. Last but not, not least, we are also proceeding to the environmental upgrade of our existing generation fleet in order to both comply with the Europe's decarbonization targets, but also achieve higher operating efficiency. With respect to our expansion beyond Greek borders, building in on our considerable know-how and strong brand name, we are looking for and planning investments in profitable power generation projects, especially hydroelectric and renewable energy source projects, as well uh, as thermal power plant projects. Relying on our extensive competitive advantages and our human resources in particular, we have everything needed to grow our business operations in fields relevant to our current core operations, such as the design, planning, and construction of large-scale production plants, and the management and operation of conventional power plants irrespective of the fuel used. PPC is willing to make a real contribution to develop and successfully run 
our own local market within the framework of the integration of the European energy markets and become a regional market leader. With that in mind, the development of relationships in the electricity sector among all countries is vital and will certainly benefit all. In implementing our investment plan, we are also looking to form partnerships with reliable international companies which are interested in pursuing investment opportunities in Greece and the wider, wider region. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Uh, moving to the oil and gas sector now, um, I'm turning to Mr. Chargiulis uh, for the same, uh, same question regarding the future of uh, your industry and how do you see um, oil refining sector going forward in this current environment? Okay, after the very good introduction of uh, the ambassador of the states in Greece, uh, I decided not to use my notes and share with you a few ideas on why we are here, what we expect. Winston Churchill, during the First World War, said that the security of supply of energy meant different sources of supply. Allow me to rephrase his opinion, say, nowadays, security of supply means different energy sources altogether. What we experienced last January in Europe was uh, something unique. And I'm going to mention it only to try to emphasize my point of how Greece should move about on the energy sector. Last January, ladies and gentlemen, due to the heavy winter, due to the nuclear stations in France being under maintenance, it was a shortage of natural gas. And the renewables were out of order because of the heavy winter all around Europe. So something very unique happened last January. All the energy production sectors came to equalize, to bring equilibrium to the system. It was the first time that uh, electricity, natural gas, hydros, refining products, renewables, everything was mixed together. Think of that. Think how your car will be in a few years' time. You will, you will care about, it will be liquid fuels, electricity, or natural gas, or LNG. I don't think you will. Meaning that in the very near future, all these energy products will be priced per kilowatt. So that's the future. This is what is going to happen. The second point I would like to make is that uh, it's very strange for, you, for Greece, being an isolated country in the corner of Europe, to have such a high technology on energy. The story goes, goes to around 50 years ago that the Greek tycoons, the Greek ship owners, who used to uh, transfer to, to petrol from uh, Saudi Arabia in general to, to, to Europe. And on their way back, they were not paid in dollars, they were paid by petrol. So all the Greek tycoons, Nyarchos, Onassis, and the next generation created refineries. This is the reason Greece has been 
a very cosmopolitan country, technology-wise, productivity-wise, and export-wise. I remember when I met for the new specification of uh, uh, bankering fuels for the ships, some of the Greek tycoons, they told me, we are good on shipping because we know this for 2,500 years. That's a history behind it. So, what's up? The story is very simple. South Europe is the south entrance, South, south Europe, yeah, Mediterranean, Balkans, is the south entrance to Europe. Is the south entrance to all energy products, natural gas, refining products, and it has to compete, ladies and gentlemen, not against a Greek refinery does not have to compete against a German, an Austrian refinery, where the environmental conditions, the salaries, the uh, social uh, givings, whatever, are exactly the same. Greece has to compete against Middle East refineries, Mediterranean refineries, Turkish refineries, Lebanese refineries, Israeli refineries. And the only way to compete is productivity. The only way to compete is having this unique combination of brains and machines that can produce a product cheaper than anything else. And we proved it. We proved it during the crisis. Hellenic Petroleum, to the contrary of the previous presentation, is a company that managed to prove its robustness and have an increase in profitability and EBITDA unique in its history during the crisis. Simply because we changed the, the question and instead of minimizing our production to the internal needs of the market, we exported. We exported successfully. And this year will be the best year ever. So making the long story short, I say that on every kind of energy product, refining, petrochemicals, electricity production retail, natural gas, exploration and production, of course, in the Mediterranean area, we are going to be there. And we call you on a long-term basis to invest because, you know, on these kind of investments, you have to stay for long. You cannot go for a couple of years and then go away. But we can promise to you a good IRR, a very good performance, and a very rigid and robust investment. Thank you. Um, Mr. Cox, you are a member uh, of the board of directors of Nobel Energy, which is one of the largest uh, investors in energy projects. Um, I would like you to express your views on the kind of the broader region, because I know you are active also outside Greece in Eastern Mediterranean Sea. Um, and of course, uh, the energy sector is a, we have to look at, a, at it from a regional perspective. Um, if you could share some of your views, please. Let, let me, uh, uh, in my introduction here, I mentioned uh, the gas in the Eastern Mediterranean, which last year at this conference was a very uh, exciting thing uh, off Cyprus, a number of, uh, of uh, offshore leases had been let to Exxon Noble, to ENI was particularly active. Um, 
Uh, this year, in, in the good ambassador's presentation, uh, the uh, Eastern Mediterranean didn't quite have the same kind of uh, attention, let me put it that way, because it really is focused on the East, that is shipping gas to uh, Israel, certainly displacing coal there, uh, helping develop new uh, independent uh, energy producer plants, and uh, selling gas to Egypt and to, and to Jordan. ENI has developed a fuel offshore Egypt uh, and is selling to Egypt. There are several um, unused, uh, uh, because there is not a supply of gas uh, in the past for them, of LNG plants. Uh, that uh, I think will also be a market for Eastern Mediterranean gas. But as far as Greece is concerned, it is a long way away from the Eastern Mediterranean as far as laying a pipeline that would go there. Uh, maybe from a geopolitical point of view, the fact that Cyprus, in which uh, Greece uh, has a huge interest, uh, uh, will benefit from the development over the years of natural gas. But other than that, um, so, I, uh, given the excitement the Eastern Mediterranean has died, I'm going to address, put another hat on, and that is as a person involved in American politics and American energy development, because we are now talking about shipping natural gas to Greece as being, as I understood it, a, uh, an entry point for LNG, which Europe unfortunately uh, has not at the present the number of, uh, of uh, LNG conversion to gas to pipelines that it, uh, that it should have given what has happened to the price of LNG over the past year. Uh, it is essentially shipped LNG has declined from $10 well, to, to Asia is $15, it's now seven or eight, and around, and someone who is in it more expert than I can correct me, but it was from $10 delivered to Europe, and now it's down to around six, five or six dollars, which, which puts it in a, in a place where development of LNG, uh, uh, importing LNG plants, converting to natural gas in Greece could be a, a very, very productive uh, 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 business and also from a security point of view, diversifying the supply of gas to your uh, uh, for geopolitical purposes. The importance is: Will natural gas stay at that low price? Is this just an anomaly of the of LNG markets, or is it an ongoing phenomenon? It'd be very important that be an on going phenomenon, which are going to put the huge investment it takes to invest in, in an LNG conversion plan. And the fact is that um, the United States is now the, uh, the swing supplier of energy, whether it be oil or gas, in the world now. Uh, this is going back to, uh, to when Texas and the Texas uh, Railway Commission used to control the price of gas a long time, and, and of oil a long time ago, gas was just a very domestic thing that was restricted to pipelines. Um, the, the, the fact is that, uh, that as the, because of the development of fracking, and it was just a little bit more than 10 years ago when the uh, chairman of ExxonMobil said we are running out of natural gas. 
that just tells you how far we've come over the last 10 years. And the technology and the cost of producing natural gas uh, and also the willingness of the Trump administration to give uh, licenses for production of, of LNG from that natural gas. Uh, the price of it has remained very steady at $3 per MCF. Rather than natural gas coming north through the pipelines that are, uh, come from the Gulf, they're now going south from Pennsylvania where, where you have uh, natural gas fracked in large quantities going down to the Gulf Coast to be turned into LNG and to go on the world market. So I don't see those prices, if I'm making a point here, I do not see the, the, uh, the current low prices of LNG, absent some geopolitical, huge geopolitical disturbance, changing. So you're talking about what could be uh, in the development of these uh, LNG conversion plants in Greece, a very significant, significant development. The other thing I would put aside, the energy sector, I, I do have to mention the growth of the U.S. economy, since our president has predicted we'll be growing at 4%. He was very much an outlier on that. Now that we've had uh, several quarters of 3%, and we expect the fourth quarter of this year to also be over 3%, um, uh, he was, the president was here. Uh, Saturday before last, and is very optimistic that he is going to be right that we'll get the 4% growth. And of course, that is going to, we, we are, if the United States economy grows at that kind of rate, it helps all countries all around the world and would be good for, for Greece's uh, economy. Um, it may seem like a stretch to go for 4% growth, but never count Donald Trump out. Uh, he has proven that. Uh, and. Uh, um, and so, uh, and his economic development programs, just a brief word about those, because I was involved in those during the campaign. They are Reagan supply-side economics. They're developed by uh, people from the Reagan administration, Larry, my good friend Larry Kudlow and Steve Moore. Uh, they are the basis for, for the growth in the U.S. economy. In, a different, in, in addition to the deregulation that the president did very much on his own over in the first uh, year of his administration. Uh, with the help of Congress that uh, passed 14 specific uh, deregulation acts that he signed, uh, uh, the, uh, we always talk about economies uh, on the supply side uh, uh, being driven by tax cuts, and that means a growing economy when you have tax cuts that encourage people to invest uh, and uh, awaken the animal spirits, as Larry Kudlow would say. Um, I think that the first, this first year of the Trump administration proven, although not as measurable uh, as tax cuts and not as obvious to, uh, to individuals or corporations, deregulation perhaps is more important than tax cuts together with the tax cut that we will see coming up out of, uh, probably at the end of this week. It will be very much an uh, energetic supply side uh, tax cut along with the deregulation, ongoing very aggressive deregulation that the president is driving. Uh, the U.S. economy uh, will be growing and that is going to, as they say, lift all boats including the, uh, the uh, Greek economy. Thanks a lot.
We have a, a bit less than five minutes left, so I'd like to keep this time for questions from the audience to our, our three panelists. I think there is a mic coming. Yes, uh, the United States, with the election of Trump, is actually uh, is opting not to disinvest from clean coal. Why, why Greece shouldn't also see uh, potential cooperations and collaborations with the U.S. in clean coal instead of completely uh, divesting from it or reducing its, uh, its uh, lignite uh, base? Thank you. Mr. Petakis, maybe? As I told you, uh, it is important for Greece due to uh, the fact that we are at the corner of uh, the Europe uh, that uh, to have, uh, to have uh, a lignite production until at least 25 or 20, 28%. Uh, in, uh, this uh, in co uh, combined with the uh, decommissioning of uh, a lot of units in the next, in the coming years, uh, it will be um, very vital for our country uh, despite of the, um, uh, the European strategy against the uh, fossil fuels, uh, to, to have uh, a, a minimum lignite production. And so uh, we must invest to create one more unit, just one unit, in North Greece and uh, the new investor uh, will uh, construct it because the PPC uh, has uh, reached its limits uh, in investing in lignite production. It is a burden for us. It is difficult for us to invest more in lignite production. We have to change our generation mix and to turn decisively to renewables. Let me just make a brief comment. I was very much involved in the Reagan administration looking at clean coal and other. Um, the clean coal, whatever it is, particularly lignite, is perhaps the dirtiest of coals. Uh, given the concern over climate change uh, and given the price of natural gas delivered as LNG to Europe, uh, Clean coal is just not going to be a good investment, to be honest. It, it, uh, we tried to develop it. Uh, there's huge investments in it. Uh, the president very much supports coal. I know Germany is importing, importing it uh, because of its getting rid of its nuclear supply. But natural gas, if you want, uh, in the present concerns of a climate change, there's only one country uh, in the developed world that has actually over the last 10 years cut the amount of carbon is put into the air, and that's the United States of America. Why? Natural gas. Uh, natural gas, if, uh, is, given it is cheap and it is clean, it is, and the technological problems of, uh, of making clean coal, uh, I don't see that as a, as a worthwhile investment. One comment from me. It's a very good question, actually, to my opinion. Uh, economics 
drive natural gas, especially in the US and also from Russia maybe, to a more very competitive uh, thesis against uh, coal altogether. So I think the future of lignite is not to be used for power generation maybe. This is the new technology to come over in the next few years. We have to use lignite, but not we can crack it. We can create any kind of uh, gasification technologies that are cleaner to the environment, but not for electricity production. Thank you. Another question from, from the audience? Okay, uh, just, just on time, so if no other question, I would like to thank a lot our, our panelists for, for their insights on what's happening in Greece today. Thank you.